0: Welcome on to the show. My name is Denny Gallagher, and I'm joined by the Snare Campaign Provocateur, and don't call it a new era because he is Mr. Tops. It's Benny Horowitz. What's up, dude?
1: Oh, you know, trucking along. Yeah. We had our good friend Jeremy on to do some cards, and in the discussion to do it, I had joked that we should, you know, open cards and have a scotch. <laughs> you know, I showed up with a, a glass of Lafroig. And Jeremy, he couldn't do it because he's he's on company time. Yeah. So let's say I, I had a little bit for him. You know?
0: <laughs> he was nice enough to, to bring the tops logos that, that you can watch all those videos on our social feed. But yeah, man, great stuff. That's coming up in just a li- little bit. Jeremy was awesome. But yeah, Benny, so what's up fun. with
1: you, dude? What's up? Oh, you know, trucking along, trying yeah? to keep this, this family safe. <laughs> uh, trying to... Stay positive. Um, try not to sweat too much. It's been pretty hot. I don't know.
0: Have you uh, at all supported our ladies out there at Sky Blue? They got a big win last night over Houston.
1: No, tell me about it, though.
0: Uh, yeah, they, they, they beat Houston, one of the uh, the strikers. I believe she's from Japan, hit got the goalie off of her line and scored from about 30 yards out. So as of right now, they're in second place in, in the tournament. Uh, one of only two teams that actually care to represent New Jersey, the Devils in Sky Blue. So That's say what it. you want about Governor Murphy. His soccer team is repping the state.
1: What's going on with New Jersey? What, what's our deal with that?
0: What? Why what? don't we
1: why don't we have anything of our own? We lost our basketball teams, we never had our football teams. And then it, it costs it costs money to leave. <laughs> it's free to come in. What's the, what's the deal? Why and, is everyone so down on and us? And then
0: the MetroStars sold to the Red Bull Corporation, and all of a sudden it was not New York, New Jersey, and now it's just New York. So I it's don't such know. a
1: strange brand of people. You know, I've been following the NJ uh, Twitter account, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, the, it's it's a fire
0: account. We've been trying to pander to them for months. Yeah,
1: and literally like eighty percent of the volume on that uh, Twitter is people arguing if Central Jersey exists. And if you say pork roll or Taylor ham. Yeah. Those are literally the biggest things that people from New Jersey fight about. So I think we're doing pretty well, actually, if that's the
0: case. I think, uh, you know, we backed ourselves into a corner, and there's no better way to get out of it than heading to this day in music history. Uh,
1: Well, I had something about Jerry Garcia lapsing into a diabetic coma, but that's no fun. Hmm. So... In the year 2000, Diana Ross, classic Diana Ross of the Supremes, announced that Diana Ross and the Supremes' Return to Love tour had been canceled by its promoters. Mm. And the promoters pulled the plug on the dates what was supposed to be a triumphant reunion tour after only 12 dates and a bunch of cancellations. And then, of course, the promoters went ahead and basically blamed Diana Ross and her group for the fact that the original Supremes, Mary Wilson and Cindy Birdsong, were not on the ticket, and that she went on with Linda Lawrence and Sherry Payne, who were women who played with the Supremes in 1969. Now, I wanted to bring this one up because it's one of those classic, like, music industry things I wanted to talk about. Now, it, it, it's like if you put out. A record on a label and it doesn't happen to do well you'll hear a lot from the other side that you didn't do enough that you didn't do the press that you didn't do the stuff to make the record and then they take the blame off themselves now this is what this promotion company did the same they said it cost too much money it wasn't selling enough tickets but in some of these rooms say they played a show in Columbus Ohio on June 20th of that year where there were 3,000 people in a 22,000 seat arena. Not a good look. And you're trying to tell me that the promoters are blaming Diana Ross and 19,000 extra people would have come to Columbus, Ohio if she had brought the original two singers. Bullshit. The issue was, you miss, you, you estimated the tour wrong, you booked the wrong rooms, you promoted badly, and you sent her out on something that was destined to fail, and then by the end of it blamed her by not having the correct uh, backup singers from the Supremes. So I brought this one up because it's a classic music industry trick where they're literally going to try to tell somebody like Diana Ross that she failed and she's not good enough to tour when it was their failing for putting her in the wrong places
0: anyway. Damn. I thought you said we, we were going positive with all of this because mine's certainly not positive.
1: Oh, no. Negative start to the show.
0: That's that's right. It's only going to get better once we start opening baseball cards because that makes everybody happy. <laughs> but, Benny, I'm going to keep it in the state. You brought up NJ Gov. You brought up all the stuff. I was almost about to ask a question, what's more New Jersey than Bon Jovi? And I can think of a lot of things. But on this day in 1989, 18-year-old David... Pearsall from Manchester, New Jersey, was charged with theft after stealing a guitar at a concert in Riverfront Park that belonged to who other than Richie Sambora. Wow. Imagine just just, having the stones to do that. Just walking up and taking it. Yeah, just like it's yours. Has anybody ever tried to steal any Gaslight gear? Or, well, I I know that you've had Mercy Union gear stolen, but like. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's kind of less security there, no? Sure, man. I'd say the strangest thing that happened to us playing a show in Houston, Texas, getting off stage and realizing that our backstage had been robbed by a security guard who actually worked at the venue and was found poking around people's cars and things like that afterwards and then kind of disappeared. But strangely, the guy was only stealing things back there that you couldn't really call the cops about. So he was smart in what he was trying to steal.
0: <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? And then I was like, oh, I got you, I got you. That's there crazy. Was one of
1: those. It was a weird show anyway, and then we got back, and I actually was so mad that I happened to kind of get aggressive and get in the face of a couple people that, pretty bad idea, probably yeah. should know. Houston's a tough town.
0: <laughs> Houston. How did Texas always treat Gaslight? Was that a good market for you guys? I know probably Austin was good, right?
1: Yeah. The cities are fine. Um, you know, in general, our type of music just plays a little, little worse in the Southeast and the the South. Um, the numbers are a little smaller. There's just not as big of a market for that music there, but that's not to say we haven't had great shows in Houston, Dallas and, and Austin, all of them, uh, and I've even been to some Corpus Christi, San Antonio, El Paso. Um, and the cool thing too is, you know, when you start digging in deep enough in all those towns, they have their their weird little counterculture spots, their, their dive bars, their little clubs on the other side of town. It's like every city, especially in the south has their own version of like CBGBs. it's usually (laughs) some bizarre like shit bar in a bad part of town that's just been there for like 45 years and then you go in you're like oh social distortion played here (laughs) this band played here and it has this like long history so these places have scenes you know and they have uh really vital and awesome music fans but if you're not um Playing country or gospel or something like that you're probably just gonna have a little bit less of a crowd you know or did, metal they love metal too
0: did you ever have like a roadhouse moment you know like the patrick swayze movie where you got people through and w- where you're behind like a chain link fence
1: you know what <laughs> all right so the craziest for that oh i gotta think of the name of the town uh so it, it, what it's what state the town- It's a town in Illinois that's right over the border from St. Louis.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. It'll it'll come to me eventually. There's like a college
0: there, right? Like Southeast
1: Illinois? Something, yeah. Yeah. There's a venue in that town. (laughs) Now, the name of the town is literally the people who are like the mayors of the town. (laughs) And there's some sort of deal there where they have like their own private police force. I don't know exactly how this played out, but because of it, The main venue to play there is a 24-hour venue. So if you play like a punk or hardcore show, you're done by like 11 o'clock. You're loading out. And then you find out in the other part of the bar, there's a cover band playing from midnight to 6. And all of a sudden, the um, uh, metal detectors at the front get set (laughs) up. And apparently, you know, and one night we're just, we, we ended early. We ended up like at 11 or 12. We had to stay in town. We're like, fuck it. Let's have a couple drinks, watch the cover band. You know what I mean? And enjoy ourselves. Not realizing that at two o'clock in the morning, every fucking redneck white trash bar from everywhere within 50 miles dumped out into this place. (laughs) And then every like, really like, Urban kind of you know hood bar dumped out into this that's place, right. and that's the reason there were metal detectors. And within a short period of time, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm in Roadhouse," <laughs> and something really serious. Because I'm like, I'm in an open carry state. I'm in this like weird venue at like three thirty in the morning, where like every deviant in this like general area just poured into. And I was like, yeah, maybe let's take it back to the Motel Six, you know, because this has a high high probability of some negative variables you know
0: you probably haven't opened baseball cards in a very long time but that's not stopping us tops own jeremy fullerton joins us next we have jeremy fullerton here from and guess what we're going to open some baseball cards the 2020 yeah. top series two baseball collection in stores now pick them up at your target your Walmart's. but you know <laughs> if, if you want to throw a jeremy a little hat tip go to tops.com or at other online retailers jeremy thank you so much for joining us tonight oh my pleasure thanks for having me on big fan appreciate it man i've had this question about baseball cards for a very long time when you're trying to come up with a a release like this, what kind of effort goes into it and stuff like that? Like, like what, what happens behind the scenes that people have no idea happens?
2: Sure. Um, the, the big thing is that it's about a year process. So I'm currently working on 2021, uh, brands for Mm -hmm. Topps baseball. Um, just, we just finalized what they'll look like. Um, so knowing that what the February release will look like, we've, we've, Cool. owned in on an iconic design, you know, every year is a different, a totally different design. And our hope is that, you know, you can look at that design collectors can look at that and be like, Oh, that's 87, you know, the wood borders, wood or, yeah. you know, uh, you know, 2020 it's the, you know, it's uh, it's this uh, design on one side in the name. Um, so every year we're trying to come up with something new, something that will become the iconic look for each card.
1: When do you, uh, so, so is, it, is it immediately after rosters are set, you guys start doing the, the photographs? So basically, how long did Andrew McCutcheon have to hone in on his look for this year's card? That
2: was just, uh, you know, a photographer was lucky to catch uh, okay. that moment. Yeah. While Andrew was, uh, I believe the, the character is Uncle Larry, um, is <laughs> uh, his alias there, uh, he was on the DL, was kind of hanging out and just being a good clubhouse kind of guy. Yeah, sure. We caught it um, and thought it would make an awesome card. Uh, luckily, Andrew did as well, and he posted <laughs> yeah. it. ESPN posted it. We got a ton of, run, you know, more run on a card than we've had in, in quite a while from for just a, you know. I shouldn't say just a, but from a veteran player, you know, sure. the big thing every year is kind of getting those rookie cards. So mm-hmm. to have yeah, a veteran yeah. player get, uh, you know, that
1: card's going for like a hundred dollars. Uh, crazy. Uh, right. Now. Now, now do players have a, a right of refusal, uh, about their photos? Like if, if do, do you have to send a mock to these players for them to approve or deny,
2: that's typically not the case. Um, You know, there are some estates or or legendary players that after, Mm. you know, going back for a new deal with them after they've retired, those things come in, but those are very few and far between. Um, We have, Topps has a deal with the MLB and the MLBPA and uh, most of the individual players, we have individual deals with them too, in addition to the union. Um, But that gives us a right to do cards using images that we source from either Getty or when we do our own photo shoots. Um, then we have a great team that kind of knows what are some great images to put on cards, and a lot of times you're just thinking, well, if this was my card, would I want this card on it, or would I want this picture on it? I should say, sure, sure. You know, and that helps you know kind of color your opinion on is this a a funny image to you, but maybe the player might not think it's a great, <laughs> right. Image.
1: Right, or the yeah. other way around. It's like the Ian Perkins theory. Ian Perkins has a theory that you should always carry a picture you love of yourself in your pocket just in case. Because if something happens, they always find the worst yearbook picture to put on the news. It's pretty wise. Um, So out of all the history of cards, I know you're a lover from when you were young and got your partial dream job to actually work at a card company. Very cool. What is your favorite all-time set and your favorite all-time card? Favorite all-time card... For sure, you
2: know, I've been asked this a couple... It's 87 Bo Jackson, Future Stars. Oh, mm. I know. Um, it. Yeah. You Classic. know, growing up in the... You know, as a fan of baseball in the late 80s, Bo Jackson was everything. Uh, right. You know, a, a fantastic career cut too short due to injury.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, maybe could have been the first guy in two Hall of Fames. Yeah. But that is, like, his first proper release Tops card. And I started collecting... In 85, 86, you know, the hooks were in. The Mets win the World Series on oh, the Mets, man. Right. Um, but then this, you know, phenomenon comes out of nowhere in Bo Jackson. It's a, it's a fantastic looking image that was used on the card. It has that cool future stars graphic. Um, just kind of really the epitome to me of what, like, an awesome card is. Yeah, super iconic, yeah. Um, I guess the, my favorite set would probably um, be, for me personally, would be the 2019 set, because that was the first set that I led. Yeah. Oh, as, cool. You know, kind of from soup to nuts, the whole thing, t- 2019 was my f- first full year helming the vast majority, of the, or, or I should say, uh, you know, 50% of the baseball products at Tops. Mm, cool. So that was like the first one. So that's why it holds a special place in my heart. It's unfortunate yeah. that Andrew Judge and Babe Ruth are on the box uh, for mm-hmm. Series 1. But uh, <laughs> I got Pete Alonzo on this year for Series
1: 1. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm surprised you didn't say like a Howard Johnson's rookie or
2: something, you know? Kim Tuffle and uh, Kevin Elster.
0: (laughs) Well, this year's cover boy is Mike Trout Series 2, guys. Let's get started opening some cards here. Jeremy, because you're the guest and you are our top aficionado, why don't you start first? Sure. So I'm going to
2: open up uh, each of the hobby box gets these cool uh, hobby exclusive packs. Danny, this is
1: the time to tell you. I kept ours. Hey. <laughs> hey, at, least you, at least you. I forgot. So, What's um, you gonna no, I, I saw it. I saw it, and I intentionally did this because I emailed Jeremy. Okay.
0: I have no idea what these are, so I'm very excited to see what they are. So these are Chrome versions
2: of oh, like wow. the 1985 wow. version uh, yeah. design. Speaking of an iconic card design, if you know cards, you know that's 1985. Right. So you get a small. Uh, sampling of cards here. Uh, so here's a cool is rookie of Isan Diaz. Ooh, nice player. Um, we'll save that for uh, Brian over at Departed Souls in Jersey City. He's a big Marlins fan for some reason, so he gets a lot of my Marlins cards. Strange. But what's cool about the regular Series Two packs is uh, you know it's it's kind of it's the continuation of our flagship brand. It starts in Series One. Um, which comes out just after the Super Bowl. So that's kind of like the unofficial start to baseball season, at least right. Tops. And um, so it's half of the set is in Series 1, half of it is in Series 2. We build the set out as it goes. So as players sign with new teams, you know, they're free agents, so we wait to see which team did they sign with. Um, that way we can get greats like Rick Porcello on the Mets uh, in Series 2. Um, but also it's got, you know – some really cool rookie cards. So obviously we were expecting the season to start already. Yeah. Yes. Um, and knew that Luis Robert was going to make the opening day roster. Right. So we got a special, uh, you know, release from the MLB to make cards of, of certain players knowing that they'd make this, the opening day roster. So right. Luis Robert is the card to get out of series two.
1: Um, what well, what is the gauge for, for a rookie? Like, um, do they have to have some, some MLB playing time uh, prior normally to making a card? Yes, the rule is you have to
2: touch the field during a game. So if, okay. even if it's a pinch runner or a Something. computer, hitter, then you're eligible for a rookie card. You've um, been up. But, you know, if you get called up but you don't see a game and then you go back down to the minors, we, ha- we have to wait for you to see actual playing time.
1: Nice. Now, do you ever have a, an issue where you you decided not to make a card for a guy because of that rule? And then, you know, about a month into the season, he came up and, and you know, was potentially the rookie of the year or something. Has that ever has that ever come up?
2: It, 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 well, uh, there are certain timelines that happen every year, you know, because these we print a lot of them. Yeah. Um, baseball cards have become more popular again. Thankfully, uh, you know that keeps my lights on and my kids fed. Um, so it takes us a while to print all of these cards. Yeah. And so we pick a date when a player, is, you know, if they if they debut in the MLB before this date, we'll be able to get them into our basically our third uh, flagship brand called mm. Tops Updates, which comes out. So uh, that's like double A. Uh, Tops Updates. Yeah. No, it's it's all of like it's the trades and the late rookies. So I if, see. Oh, okay. Back in the the, the 80s and, and 90s they put yeah, out these traded series. Traded right. set where right. you could buy the complete set. This sure. is we've expanded it to pack product so it's guys who didn't get cards in series 1 and series 2, guys who got traded um mid-season will have All-Star game content and all of these rookies that debuted in the first half of the season, essentially. Right. Um, okay. Usually the cutoff is around uh, July 1st. Uh, this year, when we decided our cutoff date needed to be a little bit early because of production reasons, of course, the next day, uh, Jordan Alvarez debuts. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So, uh, Jordan was a rookie in Series 1 for 2020. I, as long as we haven't done a card from them, we can still do their still rookie, the rookie card within the calendar year of them debuting. Sure, sure. Very nice. awesome. um, so Jordan has his rookie card in 2020, also talking about how he won
1: Rookie of the Year. <laughs> right. Okay. So it has happened, but there's a way around it. I remember yeah. the eighty-eighty-six tops traded Barry Bonds. That was a very coveted card when I was coming into it. And the uh, you know prior to taping the aforementioned uh, Bobby Bonilla
2: was in that yeah. set.
1: Bobby Bo was in that. And it's uh, a and, couple of pirates. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bo was in that set too. Yeah, 86, what a year. What are we doing? We were little kids, you know? We should have been outside. All right. Should I open these? Yeah, I can't these wait. Up.
0: I'm so excited for this.
1: Let's see what's in the special. <laughs> I heard on the front of this pack, it says one autograph or relic card in every hobby box. Wow. So I hope I get it. All right. It.
0: I'm putting on the the shamrock for good luck for you. <laughs> oh, God, this hat's really small. Never mind.
1: Oh, I'm excited. I love opening Oh, <gasps> Oh, it's the cuts destiny. card. The cuts it's card. Destiny. Oh. The first. There you go. Masahiro. Get well oh. soon. Oh. oh, my goodness. Oh, this is my rookie card. Sam Hilliard of the Rockies. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? He might break. Oh, wow. Look at this. A classic Chipper Jones. Oh, wow. I like that throwback. Look at that. So, yeah. So this is the 85 style, right? With this, with this. And then 86 went to the top bar.
2: Yeah. So 2021, we're planning that out now is we'll do the, we'll celebrate the 35th anniversary of the 86 design.
1: Okay. You know, Chipper Jones, career 303. You can't front on that. (laughs) Named his daughter Shay
2: because of his prowess at the field. No, it
1: didn't. He did. Wow. Oh, wow. That's the ultimate. Not bad enough. Tom Glavin and John Smoltz <laughs> and Greg Maddox were his teammates. So he had to do that too. Oof. Oof. rough.
0: Could really see him like thriving at, at like a place like AT and T Bank in, in like San Francisco and having the name his daughter AT and T. That would have been unfortunate <laughs> for her, but a great marketing Backed opportunity. Out, maybe right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Prior, uh,
2: sponsor.
1: <laughs> Let's see. Where's my good stuff? Oh, no Astros. No Astros (laughs) this year. Mikael Franco, no thanks. Killed me in fantasy for a few seasons. Dexter Fowler, nice guy. Oh, here we go. Your boy, Jacob deGrom. There
2: he is. (laughs) That's the card.
1: All-star card.
2: That's what the 85 all-star is there.
1: So you're still doing the uh, NL leaders, huh? Yeah,
2: you know, because the 85 design for the All-Stars had that. So we try to mimic that and then, you know,
1: update it for, um, for, for the new players that we're highlighting. So this forever is ingrained in your head that Ryu should have won the Cy Young, right? Because <laughs> he's the ERA leader right here. No? No? Hey. I think that case. <laughs> if I voted, I probably would have voted for Degrom, but I'm just yeah. being
0: honest. No, I would have too. Oh. All right,
1: what what are you working with up there, Danny? All right,
0: all right, let's see what we got. The first of the regular packs, Mike Trout. Trav- let's see, let's see what we got. Yeah, you're looking for looking a Trout. Yeah, let's, let's see. Oh, the catch card. No, just kidding. Um, right. let's see, we got a uh, first up. A little Kevin Gossman action right there. Oh, we got an All Star card in the bunch. We got a little uh Mark McGuire. Oh there, there you go. go. Pretty good, pretty good.
1: Jeremy, what do you think about what do you think about the, the ninety eight crew starting to kinda, you know, escape like the steroid era and people not caring now? Like like Sammy Sosa's whole approach of just being like, you know what? It was fun. Who cares? I kinda love it personally. Like I what think, do you think about that?
2: I think it was it was you know, it was great for baseball. People were watching baseball again. I sure was. So I can understand why, you know, people in charge made the decisions that they made to keep it kind of going until there was uh, yeah, you know, a call out for it. So um, yeah. I think, you know, it, it hurts some players that may have been playing around or towards the end of that era that, then their stats are called into question um, and we may never know the truth about certain players. Yeah. Like I mean, that's, that's the, <laughs> the, the downside of it or yeah, it's like, okay, well, if Griffey was clean, um, what, how much better could he have been if he was doing the same things that other people were right. accused of or, uh, or known to do.
1: Have you seen Sammy Sosa's interviews recently? <laughs> I've seen
2: Where, I've seen some clips it, it's, yeah. it's
1: interesting he doesn't give a fuck he's <laughs> just playing it off he's like you know what I'm a showman yeah yep. I did it everyone was doing it you loved my dingers didn't you, <laughs> you like that's his take now that and, was and also going to be Danny. the name
0: of this podcast you love my dingers don't you yeah <laughs> I, I mean and I'm
1: kind of all for it at this point me and Denny have talked about it on this show we need the, the, the cheater wing of the hall of fame they should be in there they should just have their own section you know at this for that era you know you, put in, you know all the the uh, gambling people from the 20s and 30s you put in all like the speed and coke heads from like the <laughs> 70s and early 80s on the uh, greenies yeah yeah you get the the steroid era um Pete Rose. You just toss them all in one wing, like the Deviants wing, you know? And then they all get in there. It'll be the most popular wing of the year. Of the, By far. Of the By far. <laughs> yeah. And and maybe we throw the racists in there, too. We oh. toss Ty Cobb in there.
0: I mean, <laughs> then that's all baseball, right? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, before a certain <laughs> time, sure.
1: <laughs> all right, Jeremy, you're next. Let's
0: so, I,
2: I can't leave packs open around me, so I kind of I, I peeled through a few ahead of time. Um, so another, you know, kind of hot rookie that was supposed to debut early, Shun Yamaguchi, pitcher oh, wow. out of uh, right, Toronto. Right. I should say out of Japan, but with Toronto. You know, you still get great stars in the, in this, in the base list. You got Chris Bryant there. And then that. one of the overarching themes, uh, you know, every year, it's what's the new theme of, of the product and, and a lot of the inserts. So this 30. year for 2020 – it was celebration of the decades. So, celebrating different decades, uh, different bests of each decade. So, uh, begrudgingly, uh, this is the card, and I will drop it off uh, <laughs> in your mailbox, Benny. I'll
1: take it. Uh, I'll take
2: it. 1990s, decades best, oh, uh, New York Yankees. One of the and best. You guys should
1: see something, too, in honor of that. That's a oh, Scott Ferocious, my friends. <laughs> I'm not wearing something new. This isn't a Garrett Cole. Come on now. Let me show you what I just found. Tell me about this card. What are we dealing with with this Mookie Bets? Oh, so that
2: is that? TOPS 2030. Uh, 10 years ago in TOPS 2010, we did an insert called TOPS 2020, imagining what would cards look like in 2020.
0: Oh, wow. So wow. we kind
2: of, you know, as a nod to that, we reprinted the old 2020 cards or, or the 2020 designs and had our design team come up right. with what do you think cards are gonna look like in twenty more in ten more years. I mean, so.
1: it's, it's going sparkle crazy here. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if our nice.
2: kids are collecting these, right? Yeah right.
1: And look what I get in the same pack. Corey Kluber and Dustin Pedroya. Yeah, how about that? Is this like is this retirement <laughs> home? Get some wheelchairs out for those two. Come on. So what else you work in, with?
0: Inside these team cards. What kind of went into thinking that up? Because I know, like, there's like the traditional baseball card where you get like player stats, but like, what kind of went into thinking like, hey, like, let's give a team their own card?
2: Well, for the decades best insert, you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So for that, it was okay. We're celebrating the best of each decade. What can we What can we celebrate for the best? So it's best pitchers, best hit, hitter, best hitters, um, award winners from each decade. Mm-hmm. So who won the most? home run titles in the 1960s or who won the most Cy Young's in the 1970s. And then what are the best teams from each decade? Mm. Um, you know, I think, it, and a lot of the times when we're building these subject lists, it's fun to do that sort of research again, of go back and like, look at, you know, read some articles about like baseball in the 1960s, because I wasn't watching it. I wasn't around. Right. So it's like, Oh, remind me. It was like, Oh yeah. You know, the, Brooks Robinson was really fantastic, you know, (laughs) Um, and those types of
1: things. So, um, yeah, it was celebrating those different teams. Sure. You got to remind the kids. It's like what just (laughs) happened with the Jordan Last Dance documentary. You know, all of a sudden these LeBron sycophants, you know, which I'm one of them you know, watched eight, you know, eight pieces where they got to see Michael Jordan ball for like the first time in their life for a continuous period. And we're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's he, probably, he, he was, was he, the great. He was probably the best. Yeah. <laughs> and now LeBron has to win another one to get back in the conversation. It changed it all. Uh Oh, I pulled it. Cutter? There he is. Oh,
0: there we go. Mikey. says my boy. So Mikey what's this subs. player
1: of the decade card?
2: So this is another answer kind of, Building off the whole celebration of the decades, we decided to award uh, the top's player of the decade. Yeah. So, uh, for the last 10 years, there really has has not been anyone better, um, for sure, in baseball. Yeah. Easy. Uh, it was an easy choice of who is our player of the decade. Um, it's Mike Trout.
1: Um, Isn't it nice when there's just a easy best player? Don't you just wish he cursed more or just wore something different? You know, or played like, for is a little... team that
0: actually won baseball games. This year could be uh, different. You never know. He's got some, some extra help.
2: Uh, hopefully, Otani stays healthy for a full, yeah. shortened
1: season. Yeah, got, got, got Rendon some, there. Yeah, Rendon there. I love that lineup. I could watch it all day long. Right, we'll see if he shows up. You know, let's not. We don't have to talk about that <laughs> on here.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, he might be still in Jersey with us, right? That's right. I actually, I had an inside scoop oh. from you know, we're all from Jersey City here, so we could talk about it. Uh, you know, Word Bookstore, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, beautiful bookstore. A woman who was a, an assistant manager there for years that we chat with is from Vineland, mm. and of course, you know, this woman has nothing to do with baseball, but of course, I got to be like. You know Mike Trout, and sure enough, (laughs) grew up with Mike Trout. Mike Trout's mother apparently is a teacher in the school district. She had nothing bad to say. She's like very nice people, very kind. Like not not one trying to get some dirt, right? One (laughs) tarnish, and (laughs) And you'd imagine that goes a long way. You talk to someone who burnt bridges in the town they're from. They're sure willing to talk about it, you know. Oh. He's not going to be a Yankee by the end of the year, Clint.
0: Oh, like Clint. Clint Frazier?
1: Yeah, mm. that orange
0: hair, that attitude. He's... Well, from from one soon-to-be former Yankee to another, Joanna Cespedes coming in hot right here. Look at that shot.
2: Oh. <laughs> they say he's ready. They say he's
1: ready. <laughs> but he's gonna he's gonna trip on a horse or something, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's talking about you know, this is what Series Two can pick up. Uh, it's bet. Mookie Betts on the Dodgers' new uniform. Love that. Hopefully, we'll you know we'll see
1: him finally play one of these days. Oh, I got another one of these. I love this. The twenty thirty Christian Yelich. Oh, look at that
0: brew crew. That, that's my yeah. crew right there.
1: Your boy, your boy. <laughs> now this this is the guy in my fantasy keeper leagues. But I gotta oh. you gotta kill me to get him
0: away from me.
2: Oh, here we go. Another twenty thirty. The aforementioned.
1: Oh, there he is again.
0: Oh, look at that! Oh, beauty. These are. Oh, cool. I
1: said Vinland, didn't I?
0: Millville, oh, right? Millville, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Millville Meteor,
1: my fault on that. Uh, well, <laughs>
0: from one goat to another, 1980s decade's best Nolan Ryan card, right here. Look at this. Oh, look at that yeah. one. Nice little mm-hmm. write-up. On the back. You know what you
1: should do? Do yourself a favor, whoever's watching this right now, <laughs> and look up Nolan Ryan. Not just his career stats, which are fascinating. Look up his complete games shutouts two hitters and one hitters because it is insane the amount of near perfect games that that guy threw and they never took him out he just pitched like 700 innings a year it was insane oh. you know what's crazy never won a Cy Young yeah not one Mm-mm. wow injustice who took his who's taken his in that era Clemens Clemens took <laughs>
0: Jeremy Fulton from Tops is here gracing our presence brought some gifts along you know we love any guest that comes on the pod but if they bring gifts and all that stuff we love them even more so thank you so much for that you can get yeah. the Tops 2020 series 2 it's out the 2020 it's out at tops.com target walmart wherever you buy cards it's there go go scoop them up all right Jeremy what's your next batch of cards that you were going through
2: so I, I, it seems like we're getting some really good uh, some more cool of the 2030. Got Harper, Shohei.
1: Yeah.
2: We have uh, good seasons for both of them. I got You're Bryce
1: Harper out. fan. Where do you land on Bryce Harper?
2: I think he's he's fun. He's good for the game. Yeah. Um you know, I really like the whole attitude or at least what they're kind of marketing to of like let the kids play type of thing yeah. of like
1: getting rid of the the stuffy old unwritten rules of baseball. Um, See, are you willing to go on wax as pro bat flipping? I've been watching the Korean ba- baseball, <laughs> and it's been fun. Oh, it's too been really much fun. fun. It's, oh I,
2: I've been enjoying the broadcast style. Yeah. I've been enjoying watching the games. You know, my daughter will sit there and watch it with me. Right. So that's fun early in the morning. Um, and, uh, you know, it's good just to have any sort of live spread right, exactly. Yeah. Um, after a while i I can only watch so much professional wrestling for my
1: live sports fix, <laughs> um, not a Bundesliga guy
2: i am not, but we have the license, and there's been this fantastic guy at, you know Erling Holland that everybody's talking mm. about, so it makes me want to watch uh, uh some
1: soccer. On some interest I want to
0: get in there and get a Weston McKinney rookie card that that may be worth something in a couple of years
1: all right, so Jeremy. I got a bone to pick, okay? okay? You know what I've been looking for, and you know what I've wanted. The
2: what cut- the
1: hell is this, man?
2: So that is the standard
1: That's the standard
2: McCutcheon card. The uh, oh. the Uncle Larry version is a short print, so we made less of them. They're harder to find. I see. Um, and that's why uh, the market has kind of exploded a bit on those two. There's, uh, there's image variations of various players um, that are sh- shorter printed so you have to go and see like you you would notice you're opening up a, a pack and you're like oh you know i got a different version of this card well which one is is uh more rare so that's okay. kind of the game and the fun of opening up all these packs and over time you realize oh i had this card that's super rare they only made a couple hundred of them or a couple thousand of them yeah um, or even just uh, a, a few dozen uh in in some cases where it's like, wow, this card isn't just, uh, you know, a dollar card. It's Mm. a $200 card. It's a $500
1: card.
0: Great quality.
1: It's one of those guys. (laughs) I just hope he plays 10 more years to get into the Hall of Fame. You know, he's one of those guys. He's just good enough to be an all-star, not strong enough to be a Hall of Famer. I kind of hope he pulls like a Nick Marcakis on me and just starts compiling to the point that, (laughs) That you can't deny it, you know? Harold Bain's uh stats. <laughs> yeah, Bain's compiling. your way in there. Baines your way in there. That's it. I love this one though. The big hurt.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's-
1: my boy. Number one in, in war in '92 and '94, even though we didn't know what the fuck war was yet.
0: <laughs> didn't well, exist.
1: that's the good but I thing. I
0: knew about- he
2: was great. That's the good thing about tape and, and stats. You can go back and compile all these new advanced yeah. stats. <laughs> Uh, for like, oh well, how good was Ty Cobb? Well, he was right. really freaking good. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I used to do that. So, so I don't even know if I've ever said it on the program before. That you know, pre-internet, I was already so obsessed with baseball stats. You know, and the cards weren't quite doing it for me in season. Sure. So my father used to subscribe to the New York Times, you know, back in the eighties and nineties. And, you know, the Sunday times would come and there was always a a full open spread in the Sunday times, American league and national league on each side with full team stats. And when I was just a little kid, you know, going into nine, 10, 11 years old, I would, my dad didn't care about baseball. He gave me that section of the paper and I would do the top 10 in each statistical category in each league, and I devised my own MVP ranking system that I would write on the side and see who got the most votes and organize. This was how nerdy little me <laughs> would spend a good portion of my Sundays, you know? People were probably like, oh, music guy, this and that. He was probably on the back of his uncle's motorcycle and playing <laughs> music. No, 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 no,
0: no. Baseball. Was staring ball. at stats, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Benny, that's I don't how we know. did it
1: before the internet, Denny.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I uh, if I've told you this, Benny. My night of drinking with the big herd himself a couple <gasps> years ago. Tell you know, me. I was so I was in L.A. at the Beverly Wilshire, and Ooh, there's one person at the nice. bar, sitting at the bar, and who is it? But Frank Thomas. So you know, I mean, <laughs> and he stands out at the yeah, bar, right? exactly. I'm missing that exactly. That mountain. And yeah. you know, there's there's a couple ladies there that walk up and, you know, of course they're going to want to be by the Big Hurt because sure. if you've ever seen any of his supplement commercials, you know that's just how life goes. So <laughs> he's there. So he's there. And, you know, he's sipping on a finest wine because, of of course, and then the bartender comes up and apparently the chic that was sitting at the bar outside wanted to do a little business with the Big Hurt. So we're oh. just sitting there talking. You know, I've done some work at, at Sirius with Major League Baseball, yada, yada, yada. Back and forth. And and then the Big herd disappears, and the girls disappeared. Disappeared with the Sheik? And the girls. So I don't oh. know exactly what happened at the Beverly show oh. with the Big Hurt. But let's just say that FS1 money and the supplement yeah. money isn't exactly paying the bills.
1: He had a night on a yacht <laughs> in international waters. That's, that's, and and, and he, he made literal use of the Big Hurt. Let's say that. Oh, I scored one of these Louise Roberts. That's okay, there you go. That's one for the uh, snap case.
0: Look at this, a uh, 2030 Aaron Judge, and it wow. re- reflects as advertised right there. Oh, give oh, me that. Man, I love
1: it. Aaron Judge, can I get something off my chest?
0: Yes, please do.
1: If he keeps diving for fly balls in the outfield, I might not make it to 40.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because literally every
1: time that big body lays out, I just go, ah. again, I can't deal. He's still too young. I, I'm not going to be able to take like another 10 years of this
0: right terrified exactly.
1: all the time so what's up with this throwback this is the an 85 style for rendon yep
2: so we have Beautiful the regular car. 85s are are in in the packs too um with rendon on
1: his new with his new uniform um, i love it he's looking good where is he, he, he gonna bat in that industry. order where, where are they gonna where are they gonna stack trout trout pool holes in rendon how do you do that right now
0: you mean in, in terms of salary cap or in terms of lineup?
1: I'm talking in terms of lineup. Like you put in like a Rendon in like the two hole or something since he's so strong at getting on base. I, I don't know. And you can't take, where are you going to put pool holes? You can't put them anywhere, but the cleanup <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So is trout going to be in the three hole all season or the two hole? It'd be interesting. By the you way, Mike trout. Why don't they just have Mike trout hit and lead off? Seriously. <laughs> Like, you guys, you have those guys behind them. You have all these ban- – oh, and Upton. We didn't even talk about Upton. <laughs> so you got Upton, Rendon, and Poolholes sitting behind Mike Trout who gets on base like 45% of the time. You know, you put that guy in the in the one the entire season, he's going to finish with like
0: 170 runs. By the way, Captain great America, rest of that yeah. pack. We got his former teammate, Steven Strasburg, and a little Charlie Blackman action. How about that? Oh, um, Blackman is the most confusing
1: guy ever, right? Because I, I, I don't know what to do with these Rocky guys. Fantasy-wise? Like, Fantasy-wise, but also I'm like, I, you know, I don't know whether to trust how good of a player they ever are, you know? Like, well, I
2: think that'll be a tough thing, you know.
1: Like, <laughs> tough thing if, forever, right? Is if that if why Ty yeah. not in the hall, you know? My yeah, question
0: for you, Benny... Yeah. Is Jason Worth the most Rockies player that's never played for the Rockies?
1: He's up there. He's up. I would say, though, I mean, you had those random years. Remember, like, Andres Galarraga has, like, a comeback year where he just hit, like, 380 with the Rockies and went nuts. Helton had some just disgusting years with the Rockies. And, I mean, and obviously, you know, I was afraid that DJ LeMayu, you know, comes to the Yankees and then just deflates last year, but but doesn't. So, you know. I think you really got to look at the splits. There's some guys, you know, Rockies players who, who really excel at home and some who are just all around great players. Like, I don't think you're taking a Nolan Arenado and putting him on another team and he's bad. You know, <laughs> you know, the air only does so much. You still have to play baseball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of mustaches. Yes. Does Randy drop oh, have good. the Best stash in baseball. Look at that guy. It's that's close. a throwback. It's close. That's Daniel Stern from Rookie of the Year right there. <laughs> that's what that is.
0: A uh, little Jose Abreu action.
1: Uh, Gio Archella. I didn't know I'd love you so. Ooh, <gasps> I got it. The cut card. I got card? a special card. The cut card. Jeremy, what is this? The cut card.
0: What is that?
1: Oh, that's Ooh. a nice one. So that's Wilson Wilson
0: Contreras' Contreras autograph.
2: Autograph. What's that? And a piece of his uniform.
0: How about that?
2: Uh, And it looks like it's numbered to fifty.
0: Piece of uniform, right? Sell that, Benny. Know
2: what the numbering there is? As we all like creep into our yeah, (laughs)
1: thirteen or fifty.
2: Nice. So there's only fifty of those cards in the world, and and you have one of
1: them. Mm. Wow, Jeremy, thank you. You Now I do have to order some snap cases (laughs) online. I was just kidding (laughs) before. What's crazy
2: is there's like a shortage of them recently because the card industry has kind of like taken a huge bump, uh, especially during, you know, it was already kind of going up. um, But then in the quarantine, a lot of people were like getting their sports fix from opening up cards and or going back into their old, you know, into that closet or attic that had all their old cards and going through and buying all of these, uh, you know, new cases to hold their yeah. Wow. The cars that they thought were going to put them through college, um, <laughs> right? Buy their first house, you know.
1: Yeah, was, like my my eighty nine upper deck Ken Griffey <laughs> Juniors that that I thought were going to take me real far in life. Yeah. Right, well,
2: those right. are still worth a couple bucks, but yeah, uh, you know, my book full of uh, Chris Sabo rookies isn't going to <laughs> yeah. do much.
1: Yeah, yeah, You're Barry Larkins. Um, what what is this material here? Do you know? So that's
2: from his jersey. That's a game worn wow. jersey. Wow uh we got to buy them from the mlb um and then we'll cut them up into pieces and so that's a you see you know you can it's a little scratch and sniff wilson contreras card if you wow if you're
1: so bold good thing i got a nice po- oh yeah let's see
0: here
1: oh <laughs> oh butterscotch smells just like old spice <laughs> yeah oh that's a great card man i'm so excited i got one of those danny i think i i chose the good
0: stack out of the hobby box yeah, no exactly oh my gosh <laughs>
1: So there's some really,
2: really, really cool cards that you can get out of this in, in series one and series two, we've put 50, uh, tickets to an exclusive event for oh, where wow, we wow. celebrating the decades of baseball. You know, it's kind of like that Willy Wonka type thing. Right. Uh, if you, uh, if you grab one of these, uh, you'll, you'll be able to register online and you and a guest will be able to come out to Vegas, uh, for, uh, for a party where we're going to have multiple players there, obviously cool. a few top's people. I, I'm going to sneak my way into Vegas and, uh, you know, barring uh, any sort of health concerns, any uh, sort of pandemic, out there uh, with players and uh, and a hundred fans and uh, some really cool. cool top partners too. Like giving away exclusive stuff, getting autographs, pictures with players. Uh, so that's that's something that we. We probably won't pull out of these two boxes, but 50 lucky people will over the course of the year. Yeah, it's like the golden ticket. So cool.
0: Now, we were unsuccessful in getting the tune-up into the NBA bubble, but this tops MLB bubble in Vegas, come on, blood podcast. It could be fun. Jeremy, I'm fun at a party. (laughs) We can do this. We can do this. Can we
1: play off that we're minor enough celebrities (laughs) just to get in? (laughs) Like, what do I have to do? Do I gotta put out a trap trap rap album or something? I'll do it. Oh, this is the '80s decade Ooh, best, huh?
0: Oh, hello, Roger, he's I like
1: how he did the actual like V like MTV '1980s <laughs> logo. That's awesome.
2: Every decade has a different kind of like era specific uh, treatment to it.
1: Oh, you got the straw Everybody,
2: '85 the straw, straw man. Speaking
1: of letting cokeheads into the hall, <laughs> come on, straw, come on.
2: I would have had the chance to meet him. He was in the top's office like two years ago, and it was the most starstruck I've been. Um, is he cool? He was the best. Oh, he was vibey? He was super nice. Uh, He was signing cards for us. He was actually signing uh, cards for our stadium club brand, which uses like really iconic photos. Yeah. Um, And it's funny. The the photo, the, the image that we had picked for that card was the same image that was the poster on my wall
0: wow really
2: and i told him i was like you know daryl this is the poster this image is the poster i had up on my wall in the 80s and i was like and it's so awesome to beat you like i just Hmm. loved watching you play etc etc and he was super appreciative super nice so nothing bad to say about uh daryl
1: lenny dykstra (laughs) liked one of my (laughs) tweets not that long ago and i was really excited for a minute and then remembered all the hijinks <laughs> Lenny Dykstra's been getting himself into. So I was like, uh, I'm not gonna, not gonna pursue that
0: one, you know. <laughs> Do you guys remember a Dell Strawberry song he put out? It was on. <laughs> I think it was the 98 Yankees team. They put out like a a mixtape on a CD that you could buy it like 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 a Sam Goody or like something like that back then. I don't And he that. had like a song out and it was like a Strawberry Sometimes You're Sweet like some 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 crazy <laughs> stuff like that. It was awesome. You have to look All for right. that on Spotify. <laughs> Give him a couple a couple pennies.
1: It o- it always works well when athletes make songs. Always. <laughs> I'm on my last pack. Okay. This is That's so much good. fun, Jeremy. Thank you so thank much you so for letting much. letting me open up a bunch of packs of baseball cards, man. This feels good. I feel young. <laughs> I feel like I'm at the North Branch General Store <laughs> wasting my wasting my allowance money in one hour.
0: You know. Speaking you of a waste of money, John Carlos Stanton. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Luckily, he's a Yankee, though, where we can absorb, like, $400 million contracts and don't get hurt that much, unlike the Mets.
0: Oh, man.
1: All right, that's my last one. All my special cards.
0: There's Syndergaard. The most mm. we'll see of him this year. Yeah, <laughs> old Thor. Little Miggy, little uh, Anduhar card coming at you. Nice. Ooh, look at that. I'm this. a little worried about Andujar. I don't know. Best of the 2000 hitters,
1: Ooh, Ryan wow. Howard. Ryan Howard. You know, I was told a lot in the 2000s that I looked like Ryan Howard. That happened a bunch of times. Not sure why. I guess in my shaved head days. It's
0: got to be the stash, right? I, I looked a lot different
1: than <laughs> <in> the 2000s. <laughs> I was
0: a lot chubbier, a lot more hairless. Well, there's no good transition for this one. Javi Bias, 2030 card. Look at that coming oh, in Oh, man what a fun player down to my last pack as well over here maybe the golden ticket to vegas is in this one hey, who knows it could nice. be
1: so who are you getting to this party in vegas yeah yeah let's well, no names have been confirmed
2: but uh it's definitely going to be players from various decades um so to kind of fit the theme
0: so um, Pete rose is confirmed then
2: <laughs> uh no i can tell you he, he will be in vegas he will not be at the
1: tops party <laughs> what are you doing for music you bringing in music i don't know maybe mercy union should play yeah yeah you getting us in
0: see this Han, is my ticket man time out this is it that was well, the time well, to advocate for a gaslight reunion right there jeremy and you blew it <laughs> hey, I gotta get Jared out there. Jared's my boy.
1: Not enough baseball fans in Gaslight. Like, way easier in Mercy Union. Yeah. Jared goes to Vegas like seven times a year just for. He'll probably he might be there anyway. <laughs> he's gonna be there just sipping margs Is anyway. Malone playing? <laughs> he'll be <Yeah>. there.
2: <laughs> Last pack here. Oh, there we go. We'll see how he does. Ooh. Garrett Cole. Oh, you know how Gallagher. he's gonna Look do. At that. Come on. Look at that. I,
1: gotta, I, just saw, I just saw a tweet today from Jack Curry. Ooh, love that. The Hank Aaron.
2: Decade's best hammer and
1: Aaron. Look at that. Love that. How we can. Apparently Kendrick. Garrett Cole read the David Cohn book in just a couple days because he was so fascinated with David Cohn's strategy for pitching. So I love right off the bat that Cole Cole seems like a thinking man's pitcher, you know? Somebody who really does the homework. Wait, so that. does
0: that mean by, you know, the transitive property, Garrett Cole's a friend of the show? Yes, cool. in a
1: Kevin Bacon
0: sort of way, sure. sure.
1: A lot of people are friends of the show if we go down that road, for sure. That means everybody Jeremy's taking a picture of this year is a friend of the show. But you know what, Denny? This is an open environment. Everyone's a friend of the show. Yeah, man.
0: exactly. It's yeah. about
1: love. Hakuna That's Matata, about right? about
0: love. That's what we do. That's what we do, baby. Uh,
1: Tell us about that Jersey City jersey behind you.
0: Oh, yeah. It's from... Uh... From the Ebbets Field Company, you can, you know, it's a, I guess the collector's edition. I don't know if it's game worn. I don't know anything about it. I just thought it, it looked cool. Have a little piece of Jersey City in your house. I got a, a Jersey City Giants, uh, the former AAA affiliate. I got a sweater of them. So, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to stack up on the gear while you can. But, Jeremy, do you have any other cards that you'd like to share with the class? Nothing else. Uh, just... Uh... I've gone through all the the good ones. Where can people follow you on social media, get in contact with you, share their baseball card memories, thoughts?
2: No one wants to follow me on uh, on. on on on. (laughs) my (laughs) handles, Uh, (laughs) unless you want to see pictures of my kids and me talking about uh, craft beer. But uh, follow us uh, at at Tops. Everything is at Tops, T O P P S, uh, Facebook, tops.com, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Be sure to check out all the things
1: there um, and all the cool cards that we have coming out um, over the next couple months.
0: Cool.
1: You know what's cool, Jeremy, is I've always had a problem in this industry, like, you know, vouching for products and vouching for companies. And there's only been like a couple times through the history of it I've been fine with it. You know, like when uh, vans wanted to do something with gaslight, we're like, we all wear vans. (laughs) We'd be hypocrites not to do this. And you know what? I'll pedal for fucking Tops all day
0: long. <laughs> Mikey Trout, right there. Look at this.
1: Because this is some shit I would buy anyway. Every time I go to Target, I'm buying a pack of these anyway. So this is awesome, man. Thanks so much for letting me sit here and open up a bunch of cards. Oh, no, My pleasure.
0: Oh, Benny, it's funny you brought up Target because if you want to unbox, un- unwrap some of the cards like we just did, you can get these at Target, at Walmart, at Tops.com, or wherever else cards are sold. Jeremy Fulton, the man, the myth, the legend, the card connoisseur. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. All right, plenty of ways to get in contact with the show. You can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Two Ps in there. Don't forget it. You can tweet at us, DM us, at thetuneuphq. Uh, the trend was going around the other day on Twitter. Uh, describe your favorite sports moment as boring as possible i put up uh or we put up excuse me benny tweets too um (laughs) uh, what is your favorite music moment describe it as boring as possible so feel free to send your tweets about that our way i laughed at one uh, guy sent us a uh I, i don't have his name in front of me but he sent us a a billy joel video from his show in russia in 1987 and oh he, when he flipped out! yeah when he flipped out on like the crew and stuff like that and he was like yeah. long island guy insults co-workers brilliant that's how you're supposed to do <laughs> that's it a that one. that's a good that was brilliant so send us your submissions at the TuneUp hq on twitter we're also on instagram same thing TuneUp hq you can follow the big guy benny horowitz one number one in your mind number one in your heart number one on twitter number one baseball card collector all the stuff whatever you want to be number one at benny it's yours happy birthday happy fourth of july all that stuff i am at denny underscore gallagher on twitter denny gallagher on instagram be sure to check us all out we got great content coming your way benny got anything else
1: yeah i want to thank jeremy for coming yeah, of on course, for jeremy. hooking us up with some cards for tops for hooking us up with some cards and then i'd like to finish with uh let Deshaun and Steven Jackson know that they can suck on the kosher salam, all right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this has been the tune up.